Welcome to Author Express, where we discover the voice behind the pages of your favorite book. I'm your host, Shauna Rodriguez, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. Amy Ziegler is an author of romantic comedies and mysteries. Her laugh out loud rom-com, The Swiss Mishap, won third place in the book buyer's best for contemporary romance. The casserole dish was a 2022 Roan runner-up. Her 10 years of theater training in college and high school inspired her to narrate her own books. She spins stories with humor, charm, and heart, often with a dash of action and adventure. When she's not writing, she's teasing her three kids, love chatting with her husband, for book research, of course, or trying new things. Thank you so much for joining us today, Amy. I'm excited to hear what you have to share. Thank you, Shauna. I'm so happy to be here. This is a lot of fun. I know. We have a lot of things we get to cover here. We are going to start with, tell me something interesting about where you are from. Oh, well, I think the most interesting thing is that I'm not really from anywhere. My dad was in the military growing up, and so I had the opportunity to be able to move around and experience so many different cultures, even here in the United States. I was born in Colorado, then we moved to Alaska, Georgia, California, then back up to Alaska, or Arizona, back up to Alaska, then Virginia, then Utah, and then Arizona. So that was my childhood. I graduated from high school down there in Arizona, and then... I kind of claim Arizona since that's where I graduated from high school and went to college. So, this so, is yeah. interesting. We're asking this is our opening question for all of our authors. There is like a statistically significant amount of military background kids who are in the military who become writers. So, I wonder if like living a lot of places helps to fuel a creative mind. You know, I, I think there might be some of that to that because I do. I like all my books are set in different locales and places that I've lived. Like I'm all like, that would make a really good setting. Like Alaska, Summer of Sundays yeah. is set in Homer, Alaska, where I spent my summers growing up fishing on the banks of the Kenai and going across Homer Spit and, you know, camping out in the middle of nature and stuff like that. And so they do like the places that I've been inspire me. And that's another reason why I love to travel is because I just draw from these experiences and the people that I see and meet and and incorporate those into my books. That's amazing. I love this. Now I want to do a research project on, on writers and how much they've traveled or how much they've moved when they were younger. Because there's like this amazing amount of people who have these ties to the military that are writers that we're discovering in our podcast so far. That's a fun that's little awesome little bonus. I like it. So tell me, like, so to get to know you better, let me ask you a question about this traveling. Like, what is the favorite place you've traveled to? Oh, my gosh. Well, my husband and I just recently got back from Japan. He served a two-year volunteer mission there, and we actually had tickets to go in April of 2020, but we all know how that story ended. And (laughs) so which was terrible. We cried bitter tears all 2020. But one of the things he did is he found these really nice cheap tickets and we had no idea when Japan was going to reopen. And so he just bought them for October 12th. He just plucked a date out of his head. And we kept watching the news, wondering when the Japanese government would open Japan so we could go back there. And they opened it like two weeks before we left, and it was for the exact day he had bought these tickets for back in January. So we were on the first flight over there. We were the first like touristy people that just bought tickets and didn't go through all the rigmarole. We were there the first day, and it was amazing. Like being able to experience another culture that is so different from ours was just so mind broadening. Like I loved it. Plus I'm short, I'm 5'2", 
So I got to buy a bunch of clothes. So that's what's behind <laughs> this quilt back here. You guys can't see it at home because you have to imagine it in your head, but there's a imagine. quilt covering all my Japanese clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. So the unforeseen bonus is the shopping specific for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will have to say the shopping in Osaka, that's where we went shopping, was amazing. And after Tokyo, Osaka is the biggest city in Japan. And it was huge. Just skyscrapers upon skyscrapers and just people. Like we went to the Shotengai where they just had people as far as you can see and like I lifted up my phone and like snapped a picture like such a tourist and I was like oh my gosh this is crazy (laughs) you know and it was it was amazing I think the hardest thing was not a lot of people spoke English and so I had to rely on my husband for translation because he speaks Japanese fluently but it was funny because when I wore the Japanese clothes put on a hat and wore a mask a lot of people would assume that I was that I was Japanese, and so they would talk to me, and I would just point to my husband and say, "Talk to him, that guy up there, him up there." So it was an awesome experience. I I would totally go back. Not a great story. Yes, I love that story. It's a good story. You're good with stories. So now, which was your first novel? Because we heard about a couple in our intro, but what was the first novel that you have published? So the first novel I published is different than the first novel I wrote. The first novel I wrote was actually that Swiss mishap based on some experiences that I had had when I served a year and a half mission over in Europe. I actually lived in Switzerland and France for 16 months and learned to speak French fluently. But there were so many things, even in Switzerland, which is like the most first world of all first world countries. Like they have things that squirt, you know, the toilet seats. So it's all nice and clean and beautiful and rich countryside. But there were so many funny things that happened while I was there that I was like, I have to write this in in a book. And so many hard things, too. Like, it is really difficult to live in another country. And we didn't live with a host family or anything. We lived in that country just as those people lived. So we shopped at the stores. We talked to people 12 hours a day. And somebody once told me that pain plus time equals humor. And I think Uh that's why the Swiss mishap (laughs) is just so funny. But I actually published Baker's Dozen first because I I wanted to make sure I could find a publisher that would treat the Swiss mishap with the love and respect and the just the, the labor of love that that was to create. And when I published with the Wild Rose Press, I knew I knew that, that they would be OK with the Swiss mishap. So Aww. I sent them that second. Oh, yeah, nice. that was my first That book. was very smart because yeah. like your first book is the one that's closest to you and the hardest to write. So you wanted to make sure it was yes. that was very smart of you. Yeah, and so I was like, I'll send out this lesser manuscript just to make sure, to kind of test the waters and see what they're like. So oh, that's, that's why that happened that So way. how many books have you published now? So I am getting ready to publish my 11th book, my 11th fiction wow. book. I do have one nonfiction and a couple of like family recipes that I don't count. I started out traditionally published and I love my small press. And then I just, they couldn't handle how quickly I was writing and producing books. And so I started self-publishing and my first was The Casserole Dish. And I didn't even intend to enter it into that um, Roan contest. I accidentally paid for another review and I paid for it twice. And so I wrote them and I was like, I'm sorry. And they're like, we can't give you a refund. But if you have another book and I was like, well, I have the casserole dish and I sent it out there. And isn't that funny? Like I was like, I don't think this is good enough. And it really it it went well. It's made way more money than all my other books, which is terrible. I hate talking about money, but it just blew my mind that people wanted to read this book. And it just did so well, which blew my mind. And then it won a 
the runner up in the Rhone, which I couldn't believe like that was sweet contemporary romance, which was huge and very competitive. So I was blown away that my like first stupid attempt (laughs) actually went somewhere. (laughs) Oh no, it was a fluke. Can't replicate it. Dive in. And I love, I love the synchronicity. Like you talk about you and your husband and the trip to Japan and how things lined up. So when you just find your path, like the way things just fall into place is beautiful. I really do feel led by my career and all the beautiful things that I'm able to do. And it's such a blessing to be able to write and share all these wonderful experiences that I have had with other people. Because the casserole dish was, it was actually a love letter written to a neighborhood where I lived and I struggled with some of the things that the people in that book actually struggled with, postpartum depression um, or just depression in general. They talk a little bit about pregnancy loss in there. They talk about getting letters from the IRS, which happened to us too, and then rehabbing a house. Like all of those things happened while we lived in St. Louis. So like I use those experiences and then use those to write fiction that I think really connects with people. Oh, that's amazing. That's that's the best when you can find the ways to connect. And again, you've talked about living different places and then integrating it into yeah. your writing. So Absolutely. that is wonderful. I love that. So when did that's you fun. first decide that you wanted to be a writer and you wanted to follow the oh, path? That is a great question. So when I was nine years old, I took some paper and some, you know, the blue cheap paper. What is that called? The um, construction paper. And I folded it in half and stapled it. And I wrote young author on the on the front <laughs> as the title. And I wanted to write books when I was nine years old. And I had no idea how to do it. Like none. Like I wrote stories with my friend Sonia, who she would illustrate them. And of course, they were romances and they were mysteries. Like and, and she did all the illustrations. And, you know, it's just, it just stupid stuff. And then I took college um, creative writing classes, and I think the hardest thing there was I actually got a C in that creative writing class in college. Oh, no. I had, he was a tough teacher. He was a tough teacher, and he didn't let me get away with, with stuff. And it's something I've always wanted to do. And so when my husband, I, was, I had just given birth to my second child, my, my 16-year-old, and uh-huh. I felt like I was dying. I struggled with postpartum depression. And mm-hmm. I told my husband, I've always wanted to write and I've just never been able to do it. And he's like, sit down and write. And so I did. And I wrote and I sent him the scene. Looking back, it was crap. But he was like, this is good. Keep going. Which is <laughs> just what I needed to hear. Like, yes. if you need advice, yes. just tell people to keep going. Don't tell them how bad <laughs> it is. Just say, keep going. Keep going. So I did. Just keep going. And I did. And I wrote like some stupid little novel and it took me forever to figure out how to like manage all the things. But it really did finally come together and I started trying to get published and things like that. And I was just so grateful for my supportive husband who Mm. um, who didn't criticize. He just said, keep going. Yeah, it's really important. That is a great part of that story. (laughs) Now, what is the best way for people to be able to find you and find all of your amazing books? Oh, of course. If you Google my name and spell it right, you'll find me because my mom gave me that extra special E. You can go to my website. That is www.amyzeigler.com. You can find me there. My books are all on Amazon. A lot of the ones through the Wild Rose Press are all wide. So that means they're, you know, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, Apple all books, the all of those. I love it because so you places. have the E in Amy and you have the E in Ziggler. So you have the E's. Yeah. Just got to remember that I just Amy's call it the E's. Yeah, it's the extra special E. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it. It makes it more memorable. That's kind of a bonus thing. That's definitely a good thing. 
And so, if you can what, remember to spell it right. <laughs> yes, I think people will. I think we've said the extra e, and we, well, they'll remember. They'll be like, oh okay. yeah, the All Amy right. with the e. She's over the casserole dish. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. So, what book so. or story inspires you the most? So, I actually that is such a good question. I've thought a lot about it. There are so many books that I have read that are just part of me, part of my childhood. And I think I am going to go back to one set of stories that inspired me from my childhood. I read all the Nancy Drew and I wanted to write mysteries, but I think the story that just really hit me, it's called The Pridane Chronicles. It's by Lloyd Alexander. And when I was little, I actually wrote him and told him how much I liked his books. And he wrote me a thing and he signed it. You know, it was like a thing of all of his books and he signed the bottom like a little pamphlet. But what I loved about his books, and this is what I strive for, is that I felt like those were human characters that were real, that were experiencing struggles, and that mm-hmm. they were virtuous and they they were self-sacrificing and they wanted, you know, good triumph over evil. And I think that's that's true in no matter what kind of fiction that you're writing. Like, um, in, in my case, the, the evil is usually, you know, the opposition, whatever that is, you know, sometimes it's depression is your opposition yeah. and your evil, but overcoming those things and actually having hope. And I think that's what um, my author purpose has been is to bring people hope and love and joy and to feel something, to laugh, to cry, to have a cathartic moment, to draw us closer together as humans, to find connection to empathize, to find compassion, and all of those things I found in that book, and I wanted to create that for other people. So, yeah. That is beautiful. That is wonderful. Thank you so much, Amy. This has been such a delight, and I am excited for people to come out and find you and learn more about you and and all of your 11 books. There's plenty to explore. (laughs) Well, thank you, Shauna. I certainly appreciate it. This has been a very fun little tidbit of time that we've been able to share together, so thank you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you take a second to give us a couple stars or a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And we'll be here again next Wednesday. Follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting.